And do you have anything else you want to add? No, I'm good. You just roll with it? Yeah, I'm going to roll. All right, let us roll. Let's, All roll. Right, let's do this. All right. Kansai Paint. <laughs> oh, wait, Kansai Paint? What? I did a commercial for Kansai Paint. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I met a, a fellow voice uh, narrator. Oh, okay, cool. Versus the other kind of narrator that doesn't use voices. <laughs> uh, recently, uh, we got along really great. He's six foot eight. Oh, wow. He's like James Comey tall. Like, yeah. yeah. He's yeah, like ex-FBI yeah. tall. He's a British guy named by name of Leslie Bright. And uh, I met him at our recent, like, uh, hello and farewell party mm-hmm. at the school <clears throat> that I'm teaching at right now. And mm-hmm. I, I, I tried to be witty in Japanese, which I, I guess failed. I was like, if I had a voice like that, I could mm-hmm. conquer the world. <laughs> and the audience was like, crickets. <laughs> like, we don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody. Welcome to CCNC. I'm Kalian Babcock. I'm CC Heido. Hey. And uh, glad to have you. So uh, recently, uh, there was a, uh, a little dinner in Washington, D.C. The little one, yeah. Called the Correspondence Center. And uh, there was a, a they had fabulous monkfish. comedian. They had what now? They had monkfish. Did they really? Yeah. Well, that's kind of a, that's unusual, isn't it? Well, you know. Well, these rich people in their Would you recommend monkfish as a thing? I do. Okay. I do. I've never had it. I'll have to try that. It's delicious. It has a horrible it's name. Not, yeah. And oh, it, 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 I, I can't remember what the name was before that, but it was worse than that. I, well, if it, it mm, I don't know if it's the right one. I can't remember. When I, I remember as a kid in the Bahamas and I was learning all the different fish that I might see. Yeah. One of them was called a Jewfish. Oh, I know the Jewfish. There are a lot of them in Florida, too. Yeah. yeah it's that same area of the world. Yeah. So the thing is, it's essentially a 600 pound grouper. Yeah. Which <laughs> yeah. is, a, if you know what a grouper is, it's a sea bass. But I was just like going, what would you do with this thing? So as I was saying, there was this uh, fabulous comedian there, yeah. Michelle Wolf. And uh, I am not a fan of roast humor. I, right. I yeah. find it kind of makes it cringe. And I think it's unnecessary. And I can understand why, logically, I can understand why people might think it's culturally important. Punching upwards. It's the ultimate punching upwards, right? Yeah. Theoretically. Or... Uh, mocking of your peers in a friendly way, right? But from my point of view, it's essentially kind of—I don't know. I just—I think it's mean. It's mean, but <laughs> I think it's mean. But that's a taste thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Michelle Wolf, agree. In my opinion, was hired to do a job. Her clips are available on YouTube. I knew who she was before the dinner, right? Um, and I watched the clip, her monologue. She was brilliant. She was spot on. Mm-hmm. Nothing she said was factually false. It was very biting. Yeah. But it, it being roast humor aside, she didn't say anything that I considered to be, I mean, she wasn't like see, people say, oh, she, she mocks Sarah Huckabee Sanders appearance. No, she didn't. No. She oh my didn't. God. She said she got the perfect smoky eye, which is a compliment to her makeup. Right. Otherwise, no. Oh, oh she looked like this so-and-so, I think it was Aunt Lydia, I want to say from uh, The Handmaid's Tale. Okay. But that was an implication about her character. Right. As in a person, a woman willing to betray other women, not her appearance. Right. Exactly. And then say she's a soccer, she's a softball coach, which she is. So that's <laughs> it. Yeah, what's wrong with it? What do you think? She was spot on. Now, I didn't watch it, but I read the transcript. I'm just tired of. I, I've seen it. 
in it, it, all it is is and now the bullies are now the bullies are upset and now they want to be the victims. That's the thing. This is that, exactly. It's I like, mean, it's that's like, I who, don't who set the tone? Who set the tone? <laughs> right. The president of the United States, and now here is these rich elites, the ones that the people who voted for Trump supposedly hate anyway. Right. Being mocked, openly mocked, and that's it. I mean, they could literally have thrown her in handcuffs and dragged her off the stage for disturbing the peace because that's the world we live in now. And they're like so indignant. And then they, you know, drove home in their $100,000 cars and mm -hmm. went to their million dollar mansions and were all indignant like, oh, did you hear what one of the people called us? The unwashed masses? <laughs> right. right. Like, oh, that's pause moment. here. Yep. Got a delivery. Mark. Well, sometimes well, here's hoping. How, how long does it last? Well, that one lasted six months. Oof. <laughs> and that wasn't under warranty? It was. Oh, thank God. The other one wasn't. For six months, it better be. Yeah, the other one I'm going to have to have. Uh, I'm going to give to somebody else to see if they can fix it. If they can't fix it, then they can throw it away. They don't care. Or yeah. they can cannibalize it for parts. I hear you. Oh, uh, um, yeah. We can talk about that later. I got a, I, I got Edderalls for E.T. Mayen at Hardoff. Mm -hmm. They were fine speakers, and they're big enough for this room because I use them in my office. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So talk to Jet. He can hook you up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's do this. Okay. So uh, anyway, oh, let's keep a track of the time. Yes. So when it's around 30 to 40, let's try to wrap it up. Okay. And then we'll move on to the next one. Sounds good. Cool. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> and so anyway, um, so, so yeah, the president of the United States sets the tone and suddenly they're all indignant and offended. And these rich people are going, oh, one of the people you know, right. mocked us. <laughs> oh, How could they say that? With this well, easy. Well, you know, just it's stuff you've done. And stuff you haven't done. Yeah, she actually, by the way, she rolls, wraps it up with Flint, Michigan still doesn't have drinkable water. There's like <laughs> right. 3,000 cities in the United States that have now been determined to have uh, high, dangerous levels of heavy metals, lead, and other things in their water, and nothing's being done about it. Uh, the tax, the, the deficit created by the, the huge tax cut for rich people that just happened could pay for replacing all the lead pipes in America 10 times over. Yeah. So, you know, when you do what you do, uh, you know, I mean, Donald Trump would be happy to be on their side and just lock them all up. You know, mm -hmm. That's kind of his thing, lock them on, locking them up. So, you know, I don't know. Um, I, well, you know, it, like I said, I've, 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 I've dealt with it. I've, I've had people <clears throat> like these people with these, this type of makeup. As a personality, uh, not not right. smoky eye. Yeah, yeah, not the smoky eye, not the right. smoky eyed makeup. But and again, I mean, I, yeah, I saw a lot of it, and and they they pick on the on, on the people they think are weak. I'm sure yeah. Michelle Wolf was 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 hired uh, because she came across to them as. Oh, well, let's not be so bad. She's a woman. I mean, I can tell you Which what people think. Which is already sexist. Right. But because she's a woman? I'm 100% sure. How is that not sexist? They saw her as non-threatening. Oh, I'm man. That's sure ironic. I'm sure they did. And you know what's funny is a lot of the people in that room consider themselves liberal. 
These are these are quote unquote the liberal media, and well, some of them. Let the press have it. Oh man, and yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're enabling. And I was hearing yeah. that today. Like the t- the idea is, is that um, look at Trump with he recently uh, his 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 doctor. His personal doctor came out and said, remember that letter that came out when he's elected that said that he was in the tip-top shape, best health ever? Yeah, he dictated that to me. I told him what he wasn't allowed to say, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, I yeah. signed it. Now, first of all, what he wasn't allowed to say means he would have made it sound more amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Second of all, Can't say that if you read the letter or hear the letter or whatever, read it, um, it sounds like the letter you would write describing, say, Captain America. <laughs> oh, and by the way, he can lift Thor's hammer. Well, you know, his hands are kind of small, but, you know, when he makes some effort, he can do it. <laughs> um, so, and so, we, you know, and the, but the thing that's really offensive is that he also sent his security guard over and his lawyer over to take his medical records from the doctor, which, first of all, kind of illegal because <laughs> yeah. your information is your information, but those records belong to the doctor and he can't just give them to you without filling out some paperwork because of the 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 hipaa compliance right they they have you know you have to like keep that information private so you know just but it bears the question like even if if the information is all true why is it being taken you know and uh so anyway it's just but i'm digressing but the point is is like this is the other thing it's funny because both sides will say, oh, the other side doesn't have a sense of humor. So, but I've talked to some conservative people mm-hmm. who are there. It reminds me of the grade school bullies back, you know, yeah, back in the day. Exactly. Who, who punched down. They think mocking people is funny. And so, like, we had the, the, the guy I talked about last time who uh, was mocking one of the kids who was part of the, one of the survivors of the shooting in Parkland in Florida, right? And he was like, photoshopping him with his goofy backpack and saying like haha he's gay it's like what what's the relevance why do i care you know? yeah, right so uh, so that happened and then it's just like um saying oh you don't have a sense of humor and as you said then turning around saying oh but don't make fun of me yeah because i'm a delicate snowflake and that might trigger me it's like really no you're not being fair you're not being respectful Oh, respectful of what? Uh, I mean, the thing is, well, first of is all, it's it respectful a roast. to... Huh? First of all, it's a roast. It's a roast. So you hired her to do a roast, so she did her job. It should feel a little hot under the collar. You should be uncomfortable. Secondly, <laughs> yeah, um, roast. if you can say, it, it, it's like being respectful is overlooking somebody else's... It's like, like overlooking the truth right. and somebody else's hypocrisies is being respectful. If it's a family member, sure. Mm, maybe no. that's, what, that's why Thanksgiving's <laughs> yeah, ugly, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, but I mean, saying like, if you know that a family member, I don't know, still snuck cigarettes out back, kind of thing. Yeah, I'd let it go. All right, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I'm sure. I mean, to be honest, I'm sure Michelle Wolf would have too. But yeah, she, one of the things she covered is like saying, pointing out in her own very, you know, uh, acerbic way, like the remarkable number of. Uh, conservatives who are anti-abortion and on, on Capitol Hill who are anti-abortion and yet will have yeah. come up they've been paying for secret abortions for their mistresses. So pro-family values and pro-kids. Yeah, it's just it's well, I, but it's always been. I mean, well, not always in terms of you know since since the dawn of time, I would imagine. But do as I say, not as I do, kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, well, no. You, see, I don't count. I, I exempt myself from my own dogma. 
Yeah, it's like what, I, what I've said before, too, when you're making laws essentially to stop someone else from doing something that you don't like. Right. Like the whole, the whole like, I want to be able to not sell cakes to gay people because I'm, ex- I'm ex- exercising my religious, sincerely held religious <laughs> beliefs. Yeah, right, right. But nowhere in the Bible does it say, does God say anything about selling something to a quote-unquote sinner? <laughs> I mean, actually, I would be interested. So, make a point that out. I'd be interested to hear that. But as far as I know, um, also, as we've also said before, God specifically says in the Bible, he's the one to judge. Judges. Yeah, says, right. Do not judge lest you be judged. How about, you're right. Uh, I, that's his job. The whole purpose of hell, eternal existing yeah, 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 yeah. is to kind of like cover all those bases. Right. So, being you don't a, need to do that. Being a dick to somebody <laughs> in this life, as it were. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, just kind of going along with the narrative. Doesn't you know? Yeah. I mean, not selling them a cake. But it's going. It's getting worse. It's getting to the point now. Now they're saying who like gay people can't adopt kids, for example. Which actually, it's been a long term thing. But now they're saying like uh, people of a different religion can't adopt kids. Like a a an adoption agency is allowed to have a particular religious stance. Now, Horrific. that's horrific. Now, imagine yeah. the uproar there would be. And people, this is like in Texas. And people are like, well, of course. Well, good Christian values. <laughs> of course. Good Christian values. Yeah, I Texas don't want to hear about bad. your good Christian values because you don't have good Christian values because they're not Christian values. No, because Christ would be like, cheek, what? Turn the other cheek. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, look out for the poor, that kind of thing. None of that's being applied. None of that. Right. Yeah, um, actually, you I, know those I, people Jesus fed? You know why they were hungry? Because they were poor. Yeah, right. But, but we have this <laughs> weird notion that poor people deserve to be poor, that they got yeah. there through some moral failing. That's a uniquely American way of thinking, I think. Maybe not um, uniquely, but it is a, it is it a is hallmark yeah. of American thinking. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I you could know, argue that... Well, so-and-so that, uh, worked hard, and so-and-so yeah. did this, and so-and-so f- pulled himself by his, up by his own bootstraps, assuming that, of course, well, he had bootstraps. I was going to say, he has boots? <laughs> He's got your He's boots. so lucky. Yeah. Uh, just, but the thing is, is that... Um, by the way, it, you know, one of the things that Christ actually does say about marriage, he thinks nobody should get married. Yeah. He actually said, but if you're going to. <laughs> yeah. But he actually, he, he thought celibacy was a cool thing and that nobody should get married and you should be married to God. That's in the Bible. That's what he said. He says, but if you're going to yeah. like have sex with each other, then at least you should get married. And that was basically, you know. Right. The, the main point of what he had to say about it. But anyway, he didn't say, like, but you should totally, like, be pissy about these other people. <laughs> Not at all. I'm delegating, <laughs> I'm delegating authority. And uh, you guys. In fact, it. he was the one that said, why are y'all being so pissy about these people? Yeah. Yeah. To the conservatives of the time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway. You know all that stuff he was writing in the dirt when he was, uh, <clears throat> when the Pharisees were Huh? Buy that man a pencil. Uh, yeah, right. He's, he's writing <laughs> yeah. in the dirt. Yeah, big so letters. He's writing down the sins of all the Pharisees. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, uh, I think we got shut up now. Well, no, then, then they murdered him because that's, well, that's, then we had to that's what you do, him, right? Yeah. When you're pro-authoritarian. Um, anyway, but uh, well, so I, mean, I think I yeah. think that it does kind of go to show that uh, I, I want to give credit to people like Anderson Cooper. Yeah. Uh, and who's the other guy uh, I also kind of like? Um, Tapper. Jake Tapper. Yeah. Uh, apparently, neither of them goes to the correspondence dinner because they said they went one time and it was horrible. And they never want to go again. 
But they said it's kind of a bunch of glad handing. Yeah. You know, self gratifying. It's like, and one of them said it was like, it's like a bad bar mitzvah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, I respect for them because, you well, know. It's kind of like athletes and, 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 and actors, you know, who give themselves awards. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, so this is kind of sort of their thing. And I mean, I, I would imagine some people like to hobnob and, and do all that other stuff. And, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, there, there is an, there's arguably in the, in the actor's realm. Yeah. There's arguably, um, you can't blame them for saying, okay, guys, let's see who's best. Right. right? But with the correspondence dinner, I mean, the thing is that the, the, the role of the media, the definition of the media has changed since that dinner started. Yeah. And that was, I want to say around 1987 when basically they passed a bill saying it was no longer uh, fair and balanced media was no longer a requirement. <laughs> Got a friend? Oh, uh, no. The little girl was looking at the shoe in the, in the, oh, uh, okay. in the thing. So no worries. Sorry. I- no, 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 no worries. So when they basically, there's a, they, they pass an, a, a bill or uh, I guess a law saying that it was no longer required to have fair and balanced media. And that's when that was a like back in the days, you know, a good night and good luck, that kind of thing. That was there was a there were laws in America that said that every television station or network was required to dedicate a certain amount of time right. to the news and that that news should be uh, unbiased. Right. right. And for the longest time, even growing up as a kid, you know, newspapers, for example, we were, right. we, were, we were taught the newspapers are very proud of being unbiased. And we were taught how to write and analyze right. things in unbiased. Exactly. Way. I remember those glasses. Plot, right. So, but now we've got. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sighing and. I mean, that's the whole idea of the freedom of the press. That's just the whole idea. The purpose idea. of the First Amendment yeah, 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 is to be yeah, able yeah. to say whatever you want without kowtowing to government. Which reminds me, I was saying earlier, you know, we need to like kind of work on some of our definitions. We've got new labels now. And one of those would be um, socially correct versus politically correct. So people use the word politically correct a lot. It's attributed a lot to the left as a way of restricting, for example, conservatives from saying mean things to other people. Right. I would argue that this is actually social correctness, mm-hmm. a desire to comply to social norms and to be decent to each other, not political correctness. And this is an important distinction because political correctness was invented by the Nazis and other right wing yeah. extremists to say, this is what you're allowed to say or you face yeah. retribution from the government. The Japanese, we here live here in Japan, they, they literally had a branch of the police in during World War II and, and before World War II, I think, called the Thought Police. They literally would call the Thought Police. And so, <laughs> and don't, don't waste that bullet by allowing PC to be mislabeled. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're whitewashing. We whitewashed the EPA website, which is now the Environmental Pollution Agency. <laughs> yeah, 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 we've yeah, gone yeah. back to like the 70s as far as we've rolled back regulations to the point where rivers are going to start catching on fire again. Yep. Uh, Why is that river on fire? Because it's not water anymore. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, I think the Justice Department, I, I know the Justice Department has changed their site. I believe that they have rolled back things saying that basically that they were concerned about civil rights. So that's cool. You know, fairness and justice for and all. And everybody people. thinks, and, and, and all of these Trumpers, they think that, you know what you are. I mean, I know what you all think, that you're going to be included. Yes. And that's the key. It's inclusion versus exclusion. You keep right? thinking, you're, yeah, right. And you think that. Because of your makeup, whatever you may think that is, 
And I mean, you know, see, I know how to talk sly too. Like when y'all say intelligent design, like yeah, okay. Well, wait, which is very Orwellian. No, yeah, no, no, no. I'll be fair. No, that is not. A, there is there is Orwellian stuff that's coming out now. Uh, no, they're saying that God is intelligent and He designed things. So yeah, I, I know what that is, yeah, right? Well, come on, everybody, it's not science, right? Guys, let's be fair. It's still a pig with lipstick. Yes, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not a woman. But uh, yeah, um, yeah. People think that they're in Trump's club. It's what we also talked about, yeah. where like conservatives will, like the average everyday guy, mm-hmm. will vote in favor of conservative politicians because who are super rich, for example, and saying, "Oh, rich people should run government because why would you want a poor person running government?" Because they'll steal. Because yeah, because they're poor people and they'll steal. It's like, dude, you're poor. You realize that those guys in Washington think you're poor. No, I'm not. I'm not poor. I don't, I'm not greedy. It's like, no, dude, dude, they think you're poor. That's it. That's the beginning and end of it. They actually have come out and said, if you're making less than $750,000 a year, you're poor. poor. So don't vote against your own self-interest. I mean, I they mean, are not in your, they, you think you're in their club. They don't think you're in there. Not at all. They, they'll tell you. Oh yeah. But you know, just because somebody says good morning doesn't mean they want you to have a good one. That's a good point. <laughs> well said. You know, right. Good morning. Uh, you don't care. Yeah, yeah. Right, but, right. but is it? Is it though? Is it you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, um, uh, what um, I heard uh, this recently, and uh, I'm a big fan of Mark Twain, and apparently yeah. he said it's easier to fool a person than to convince them that they're being fooled. Yeah. And Agreed. He's 100% correct. I love that guy. Yeah. But yeah, and that's the thing where that's where we're at. Um, but like I was mentioning to you uh, before we started the show mm-hmm. that there's a progressive who's actually been smart enough. Uh, I want to say his name is Ronan, which is actually kind of interesting, or Ro- Rogan. I'm going to have to look it up. I'll put it in the show notes. Here, Mark. Oop, show note. Um, yeah. He has uh, decided that he's going to run as a Republican. Now, I have said that there's a possibility, if you look at what quote unquote progressive values are, it's looking to the future, trying to get liberty for all, trying to make a level playing field and give everybody opportunities and to not misspend our tax dollars. These are things that so, you know, uh, self-described Republicans can totally get in line with because it used to be their platform, too. Um, so you now, is he liberal? Yeah. It, it, why is he running as a Republican? Well, he's a, he's a liberal and a progressive. He's running as a Republican because the Democratic Party of his area told him, we're totally going to torpedo your campaign right? if you <laughs> run against our anointed candidate, which is, that is the big black spot on the Democratic Party. Yeah. For a long time, they've always kind of gravitated to this direction for some reason. Yeah. We want to have our guy that we pick. Republicans, I'm going to give them credit. They primary the crap out of each other. Yeah, which is interesting, and I, I realized as I thought about this, primarying is a really good way for the the uh, average person to shift the platform in a, in a certain direction, mm-hmm. and that that's how we got to the Tea Party Republicans, for example. Mm-hmm. That's how the Dixiecrats became Republicans, and you know, back in the seventies. Mm-hmm. So, uh, or maybe was it the seventies? Was it earlier than that? The Dixiecrats. When did they officially that was the, the Southern Strategy? When did that happen? That was sixties, seventies. This is Nixon. Oh, uh, Nixon. So that's the seventies. Okay. So there you go. But, you know, shifting your platform in a certain direction. Because after Lyndon Johnson. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So uh, <laughs> notice the amazing amount of research in front of us. Um, this is just a clock, I swear. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but the point is, is that um, they, I, I realize primaries are a really good way to shift people mm-hmm. in the direction that their base wants to go. So one of the reasons why mm-hmm. the Democrats right now are so bad and the Republicans are so well, extreme, mm-hmm. 
is that I think it's partly based on that difference. No, um, I, I, yeah, well, I think um, the Democrats have, in, 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 in their way, subverted the whole idea. Because what, what it is, is a lot of this, okay, well, this is our candidate, right? And this is somebody who, you know, and then you'll hear this, 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 this laundry list of things that well, they've been serving us for a long time, and they've done this, and they've done their time, and now it's their time. Which is why we ended up with Hillary Clinton. Well, she served her time. She deserves this chance. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And she, she was the right, chosen and you one. know, right. And she was the chosen one. Yeah. And 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 they were right about a, a lot of it, except that that group of young Democrats was like, but she's not. She, she's, I mean, especially the millennials were like, she's not helping us. She doesn't represent me, which is the whole point in a democracy, right? Right. I mean, you know, there are older candidates that, that young people, that, that young people can identify with, but Hillary was a lifelong politician and where she, her advantages lay, she was like, well, okay, fine. I know how to talk to these people. I know what to do about North Korea. I, you know, I know how to lean on my advisors and do all this other stuff. And then the issue also was, is they also know that she knows how to cover her own ass. Whereas Donald Trump obviously does not know. You know, funny, the one, one thing he complained about, or one of, the thing, one of the main things he complained about with Hillary. Because both of them were crazy. Would, yeah. yeah, he's saying she'd be embroiled in scandal if she became president. <laughs> How many lawyers does Donald Trump has, ha- have? He has his porn star lawyer. Yeah. He has his Russian investigation lawyer. He now has an impeachment lawyer. Who's quitting. No, no. He, he, well, who's he, he, he Ty Cobb is out. And Ty Cobb. And, and this new guy's in. And he's actually, the funny part, his name is um, Flood. He, he oh, actually yeah, yeah, represented yeah, Clinton. Right. During his impeachment. That's not ironic at all. Well, you know, keep it in the family. For right. those of you who don't, aren't aware that Trump's and the Clintons are actually friends. So, you know, you're, you're, you're fishing from the same barrel. I mean, come on, guys. The guy was a Democrat. I mean, years. yeah. If you want to be tribal, look at that. Um, he, he's, he's an, I, I, he's, he's not an ideologue at all. He doesn't care. He's in it for him. That's all there is. That's all there is to it. He is not in it for you. Yeah. So anyway, um, but, um, he, and then, yeah. yeah. And, but what was I trying to say? He, um, he had, oh, with all the different lawyers. And then, then he finally, yeah. Uh, you know, he, he can't stop, uh, having all his ghosts come out and all the skeletons. Yeah. Closet. I mean, and this is the other thing when you talk about politicians and who you support based on your party, this is the thing. One of the reasons why I, I always say the reason why I don't like, like Trump is not because of his politics. I don't like the man. And the reason I don't yeah. like the man is my 40 plus years of experience of the man. Yeah. He has been in the public eye since before I was born. Yeah. There's nothing secret about him. He's a horrible person. He's not a good person. And karma, like if there's such a thing as karma, you know, this is the man who's currently his, his, his hardcore base is like going, he needs a Nobel Peace Prize. Ah, oh, Jiminy Christmas. There's no justice. He wants it for what? For pointing a gun. Apparently he pointed a gun at North Korea's head and most of East Asia. You deserve to be lauded for your peace. Like I said, Trump doesn't unite people so much as no. drive them together. Yeah. You know, um, so it's like when you're being ground between two rocks, you're like, going, shit, we got to figure yeah, out something." But anybody can do that. 
I mean, yeah. You know, one of the few difficulties of true leadership mm. is to make decisions for the long term good of the the body you represent. Mm. And in some cases, that means, I mean, even Clinton at some point said, we have a terrible deficit. Everybody has to pitch in. Taxes are going to go up for everybody. Then we ended up with a surplus. Right. And, you know, people were uncomfortable, but not starving. And then we ended up with a surplus, which, of course, W went and <laughs> yeah. kicked you know, the, the funny thing is, what, you know, it, into the ocean or whatever he did with it. Yeah. Right. Well, that's why he was standing on the aircraft carrier and it said, you know, victory. Right. victory. That was him dumping all that money. Um, I, I wanted to say, I wanted to say um, uh, the thing is, is that we, um, we always have the Democrats getting blamed for raising taxes. Yeah. But it's only because they're trying to bring things back into line from <laughs> yeah, having yeah. been screwed up by the previous administration of Republicans. Right. I mean, what do you not see about that? Okay, now we're $5 trillion in debt, and now you're mad because Obama or Clinton or Jimmy Carter has to raise taxes so that we don't really fall in a hole. Yeah, I mean, there is a Oh, total- they're so terrible for saving your ass. So terrible. There, somebody had a good point about, like, you know, even when you look at the polls that say people think that free education and free health care is something they totally would love. He says, you know, that might be kind of a false positive because when you say, but I'll have to raise your taxes to do it, they might be like, oh, I'm out. Because nobody really wants to pay taxes. But again, if you were somebody like, say, Bernie Sanders, who's smart enough to say, like, it's not about the money you spend on taxes. It's about the money that you get that is left in your pocket as a result. Right. You will have more liquid income because you're not living in in fear of paying for your kid's college right. or the possibility that somebody's going to break a leg or break an arm right. and go bankrupt. Oh my god. Whereas those things are just taken care of. I mean, we talk about like a universal basic income for yeah. example. They're talking about now they're talking about guaranteed federal jobs, which I think is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Because first of all, I think it's a very pro like a very uh pro-American way of thinking, very sympathetic to the American values mm-hmm. of well, you gotta pull yourself up by your bull- bootstraps the way the conservatives yeah. like to say. So we're gonna do a universal basic income to guarantee everybody has a job, but it also means they're going to guarantee a minimum wage. Right. Which means that companies are, private sector is going to have a fit because the government's going to save $15. That's what it costs. That's what I mean, it costs. And so people are going to be competing people, with the government, which is going to drive them crazy. Well, I mean, but that's the deal. And I mean, you know, I'm sorry. Then when the people have more money and unfortunately conservatives are, are always in... Which I find funny because you you define yourself as a skeptic, right? Mm -hmm. But their skepticism is rooted in, I I really think that they're telling you what they would do if they didn't have any money. When they say, I'm worried. The projection problem. Right. Yeah. Because that's what that is. You're like, hold on a minute. I mean, I remember people asking me questions at one point. Whether it was, you know, the police about something, you know, when I get stopped or traffic or, or just, you know, just, just at one point I could, somebody kept asking me, I got to, I used to get to all my jobs when I was a teacher, I used to get there pretty early. Mm-hmm. 
And one school I worked at, you know, I, they gave me the key, so I would go and, and, and just get there. And they just, one day they were just in the office, and they just kept asking me the same question over and over and over. Well, why do you come to work so early? Well, I like to get up and get into work. And, well, but we don't understand. I said, well, I, why do we not understand? It? Well, literally- I, would, I couldn't figure out where why they were, were going. Why were they questioning? Yeah. You know, I kept saying, well, I don't understand what is the, what is the problem? And then they wouldn't tell me what they thought the problem was. And honestly, I, I still don't know. It sounds a little bit. I, right. Because I I'm trying to figure out what what, was it racist? what, what kind was of it illicit like, thing could I possibly yeah, I be mean, doing at 6.30 a.m.? In a high school, like what? Like are, are you reading the textbooks? <laughs> are you planning lessons? Are you writing papers? What is wrong with you? Right. So I'm like, well, what is this? So I, if somehow, and, and and that's not the strongest example, but I think that people who who always question, oh, well, if people get a universal income, then some people won't do anything. Correct. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, but you also will reduce crime. You get people <laughs> off the streets. Right. Uh, you reduce drug use, potentially. Right. Potentially. Uh, uh, certainly abu- drug abuse. Yeah, I mean, but keep in mind that, the yeah, drug abuse. Mm. That's another reason why legal- legalizing drugs is awesome. They actually, for example, were saying that if we were to legalize marijuana across the board. Right. Uh, was it only in California or was it the whole country? It's apparently... $1.8 trillion in tax revenue. Right. Holy crap. That, that hole is blue in the budget. Gone overnight. Gone. Dang. But I think, but people, again, they, they're like, I'm not comfortable with it. I don't think this should be this way. We can fund the government on profit. We can can fund the government on all our vices. Yeah, I know, right? I said, keep going. Sorry about that. No, but people, they make me crazy with this. I'm just like, hey, of course that's the case. But again, like we talked about uh, on the show before Mm -hmm. and what we've talked about uh, um, uh, during production or even just when we're just, you know, shooting the breeze. What are conservatives doing with their money now? Just keeping it. Yeah. So essentially, you you're taxes? lazy about paying taxes now. That's just a straight up thing. But even just using your money, you just it's sitting around, not doing anything. And certainly, anyone who you can say, well, why don't you just get a job? Well, because you're not spending the money. You said you're subtracting it from the economy. Right. Matter of fact, that's just going. Well, I want my business to be more successful. Well, your employees are also your customers. Right. Depending on your business, but potentially, they, they look at it that way. It's it's an abstraction, but the point is valid. That's why it always kills me when I see the same thing happening in Japan too. And it's a it's a it's a trend. Some people like to say it's physics. The old people <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah, tend yeah. to go there. I was like, no, no. These no. are these are legislated laws. It might be collective insanity mm-hmm. which is psychological but it's not physics like money tends to congregate in certain places yeah, that's why yeah. we can create systems to redistribute it and the let's look at the estate tax people like uh, conservatives like to call it the death tax it's <laughs> not the death tax you've already paid money on that it is a gift to your children who have not paid taxes on it so they're <laughs> getting an immense gift and here's the thing until recently the first 10 million was free Knock yourselves out. $10 million. million. You, your children, and your grandchildren could live your entire lives on a modest, not like a comfortable income and never have to work a day in their lives. Period. You you can't spend $10 million fast enough. You literally can't. 
I mean, you can squander it, yeah, yeah, but right. you can't you can spend just it. Give it away, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, but there's only so much you can spend. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can be an idiot and buy a ten million dollar mansion, and your money's gone. Sure, yeah. it's a nice house. Hey, I don't blame you. And but the rest of the money, you still have it. It's only been taxed. It hasn't been taken away. I from mean, you. if you move, if if you went on a game show mm-hmm. or the lottery, they're there, right there. They're just okay. Well, this is this is what you've won, and this is how much you get. Apparently, in in Canada, they don't tax lottery wings. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Well, if you think about it, to, uh, um, I, it depends on how the lottery is funded. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, lotteries are funded either through the ticket sales, mm-hmm. where you pay a sales tax. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where you pay. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So that money has arguably already been taxed. Now, if I sound like I'm making a logical uh, fallacy here because I just argued that the estate tax sh- uh, is fair, the thing is, is that um, the person who bought the lottery ticket paid taxes. Then they're getting, given that prize, and they're paying taxes again. Yeah. So it is the same person. Now, you can say, well, the mass of that money was other people's money. And it's also, but, uh, maybe, again, it's an interesting problem. I do see there might be a logical fallacy there. But straight up, giving person A's money to person B, not a collective amount of money, I think is a different yeah. ball of wax. So I can, but apparently Canada agrees with me. So right. it's, it's worth well, looking at. You put it in the pot, and then you see what happens. Yeah, I, yeah you put it in the pot, exactly. That's so exactly. Every, I mean, it's everybody a game. Who put it into the That's pot why they call it a game. Taxes on it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So. I mean, you don't do that. You don't go, okay, um, we all play poker, and I came here with $35, so I want to leave with $35. No. Don't go play poker. I will say this also. Um, you see, this is the other thing about. I, I've noticed that there is a trend where legislators legislators like to pass laws that punish lotteries specifically in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the recent tax bill, they wanted to to pass a law that mm-hmm. would make it harder for people who won the lottery and in terms of how they had to pay taxes. So. The trend I see there is that the common thread would be old old school rich hating the nouveau rich. Yep, agreed. I think that's the common thread. That's so exactly, yeah. the state tax is old school rich being punished, whereas lottery is nouveau rich being punished, which they're totally cool with. Because again, yeah. they don't want the competition. Right. They do not want the the worthless unwashed mass- masses stepping up to their level. So <sighs> crazy, there you go. Crazy, crazy. So I think that's the logic behind it. Now. Is it a logical fallacy to say one is okay, not the other? Possibly. Possibly, yeah. Is, but the motivation should be questioned as well. Right. So uh, we're going to wrap it up there. This yeah. is uh, segment one. Again, you'll be able to see that uh, we're going to continue this conversation and get to see it next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hope you join us then. Yep. I'm going to go uh, check on my stock. He's so. going to check on his stock, you know, with, uh, <laughs> in, his, uh, in his spare time. He likes to run a restaurant. Uh, thanks for joining us uh, here at CCNC, and we'll see you next time. All right. You got it. See ya. See ya.